today on the Rising Coaches Podcast. But I want the stuff on the top shelf in life, and uh, I want to be around people that have different standards for, for what they want, you know? So um, that means you're going to have to say no to some people in, in some different things. And I've had to cut a lot of people out of my life, which is which can be good and bad. But at the end of the day, you know, it's we only get really, really get one shot at it. And, uh, yeah, as you know, in coaching, it's, it's definitely – it's definitely tough. And there's a lot of people that want to be in coaching, you know, so you have to, you have to do what you have to, you have to try to stand out and, and do things differently. Thanks for listening to the rising coaches podcast. This is Adam Gordon. And today's episode is a special edition of our members spotlight. Each week we select four members to be spotlighted and get to know a little bit more about them. What makes them tick, how they got into the profession and what their career aspirations are. As the saying goes, it's not about who you know in this profession, it's about who knows you. To be considered for our member spotlight, simply join Rising Coaches. Visit risingcoaches.com and sign up for a membership today. All of our members get an opportunity to participate on the member spotlight. So please consider signing up so that we can get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. We hope you enjoy today's episode and please follow along with what we're doing on risingcoaches.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Rising Coaches Association, the biggest coaching tree in all of basketball. Sign up for the Rising Coaches Association now for just $120 a year and become part of our community, relationships, and development. We talk about it all the time. There's no straight lines in this profession. There's only ups and downs. You need a community that knows exactly what you're going through and has been there before to help lean on during the rough times of the industry. You need genuine relationships, not just exchanging numbers, not just meeting new people uh, at the Final Four in the offseason. You should be doing it all year round, and we provide tremendous opportunities to create those genuine relationships all through the year. And finally, development. We have so much content and so many resources so that you can work on your craft and become a better coach. Because we put such a premium and an emphasis on helping you establish new, genuine relationships, it takes all of the political BS side of the business out of the equation for you. All of that gets removed off of your plate. You can just worry about being you, making new friends in the business, and working on your craft and becoming the best coach that you can be and impacting the people that you're around on a daily basis. For more information, visit risingcoaches.com slash membership. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Rising Coaches Member Spotlight. Today we're joined uh, by our good friend, Tyler Slick, GA at Memphis. You see he's rocking the, the right. Tiger logo there. I like that hoodie. That's right, that's right, repping the old school. Yeah, it looks good, man. How are you? I'm good, Adam. I'm good. Just uh, we actually have a, we have a game tonight, so just kind of preparing for that. Uh, but uh, but I'm good. We got tonight. We play UCF. We, yep. So we uh, we oh. got them tonight. We played them on uh, on Monday. So it's kind of all, kind of like a almost a back to back. We beat them on Monday. So we'll see what we can uh, see what we can muster up tonight uh, at home against them again. Well, good luck, man. I know they're a pretty good team. I think they've yeah. been up and down a little bit, but um, they're talented, right? Yeah, yeah, they've struggled a little bit this year. I know the the COVID has, has kind of hit them pretty hard, um, but they they got a lot of talented guards, pretty good big men. So you know we we won by twenty five or twenty seven on Monday. I don't think it's going to be that easy tonight. Um, you know, so we had to we have to come and focus and, and ready to go and 
um, we'll see what see what can happen. But they're definitely a team that can that can get hot if you let them let them hang around. And um, obviously, Coach Dawkins is really good, and you know, so we we have to be ready to roll. Otherwise, it's, it'll be a it'll be a tough one for us tonight. Um. So you've been at Memphis now, what, like six months? You got here right right before the season started, right? Yep, yep, about six months. Okay. Best uh, barbecue spot in Memphis? Ooh, best barbecue spot. I would say, man, that's tough. I would say either like Central Barbecues or Corky's Barbecue um, are probably the best. But, they, okay. I mean, and I haven't tried a lot of them. There's a lot of places I haven't tried. Um but those 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 spots are really good. I, we've been able to go out to a couple different spots, but it's uh it's definitely different than, than Minneapolis and North Dakota and some different places I've been. The food's a lot different down here, that's for sure. Oh, I, I can imagine. Um, all right, well, let's get into that. Tell us like uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and uh, like how you got into coaching. Yeah, yeah. So I'm from I'm from Prior Lake, Minnesota, originally. Um, Grew up, um, you know, loving sports, loving basketball, loving football, played throughout high school. Uh, I wasn't good enough to, to play in college, however. Um, just just wasn't uh, the type of athlete to, to play at the next level. But I knew I wanted to be in sports, and I decided to uh, to uh, go to Minnesota State, Mankato, for my undergrad degree. And there in, I know, September, October, um, I saw a posting for a, a coaching position. And I thought that'd be fun. You know, I like to coach. I like I liked basketball. And. I thought that would that'd be fun to kind of be involved in and, and continue to, you know, kind of grow professionally. So I started coaching at the, at the age of 18 um, at uh, Janesville Waldorf Pemberton High School. It's in Southern Minnesota. Um, loved my experience there. I got to work with with Taylor Postale, who's now the head coach at Columbia College uh, in Columbia, Missouri. Um, and I love my experience. And I, 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 uh, I kind of took a, a deep dive into into coaching and kind of went, went full in from there. And after that, I, I was able to get a division three assistant spot at uh, Bethany Lutheran college uh, there in Mankato, Minnesota. Uh, I spent two years there, which was, which was phenomenal and got to meet a lot of really good people, got to, uh, you know, work a lot of different camps, get connected really fast and, um, you know, learn how to uh, learn how to be more of a professional, um, you know, within the ranks of, of college and, and coaching and, um, that was that was awesome, and then after that, um, I was fortunate enough to get a Division two spot at Minnesota State Mankato. I was able to get that, um, you know, with with Coach Morgan Thaler and, and Coach Schott and, and Coach Garvin at the time. I lived with uh, Coach Monahan, who was the former assistant there before he left and and got a Division one assistant job at UW Milwaukee. Um, so I knew the staff really well before before getting a job there, and was very fortunate to get on staff to work with those those three guys who are who are unbelievable in what they do and you can kind of see that within their track record. And, and then after that, uh, I spent two years at North Dakota state college of science, well, which is, uh, in Wapton, North Dakota, a division one junior college, um, unbelievable experience there. You know, we went 51 and 12 in two years and, and got to work with a lot of different athletes, got to help them, you know, academically on the court, off the court, which is, which is phenomenal. And then, uh, the opportunity to hear Memphis came, um, in August and, um, being able to, you know, connect with, with Cody Topper and, and Coach Hardaway and, and be able to <clears throat> get a position like this was, uh, which was lucky. You know, A, is, is very lucky, but, um, you know, very fortunate. And, you know, hopefully the, the hard work can continue to pay off for, for what, I've, what I've been able to do over the last, you know, nine, ten years. 
Yeah, I love it. Uh, I would say probably not, not as much lucky as it was hard work and being yeah. the right place and, and being a good person. Um, Absolutely. So uh, you've been at really cold places. <laughs> North yeah. School of Science, we recruited a guy from there, Milos Vranish. Yep, Milos. Yep. And, um, yeah, he would tell us about the negative 20, negative 30 degree oh. temperatures and how brutal it was. But you yeah. grew up in that, so that was not like a big deal for you. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, Minnesota's cold. It's definitely cold. But when I moved to North Dakota, it was it was a whole different type of cold. Like it was, they don't have any buildings out there, and it's all flat. And once that that cold wind kind of gets blowing in, and um, it was it was definitely it was definitely different. And it's nice to be in an area where you know it's 30, 40 degrees out right now. So it's not not you know really warm, but there's no snow on the ground, which you know I've been used to for. 26 years of my life and yeah you're probably um, in shorts uh, yeah in 30 40 degree weather exactly uh, okay so um you really kind of grinded from like the small college level high school to small college um but really good really good basketball i know mankato's got a great program north mm-hmm. dakota obviously um talk a little bit about the hoops up there in that region and, and just coaching at that level you know getting getting your start and your your feet under you yeah yeah so um you know it was you know coaching at the, the high school level and division three level was a great experience because you get to do so much you know you get to have your hands in, in so many different areas and pots and and get to learn and see what works and see what doesn't work um you know but when i when i got to go to minnesota state mankato and work work for coach morgan Taylor, um you know it was it was a completely different level. Um, you know, they, like you said, they're extremely talented and they're, they've been really good at what they do for, you know, 15, 10, 15 years. Um, and they continue that success and being able to just learn, you know, learn how, how to run a program, how to, how to carry themselves at that level. You know, Coach Margaret Taylor does a great job at motivating the guys and, and you know, getting guys ready every single day. Um, but, he, but he's able to do that because of the personal relationships he has with them and what, in, you know, the relationships that he builds off the court. You know, every week he, he has personal meetings with the players, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. You know, you, you maybe talk a little bit about basketball in those meetings, but you talk about life too. And I think that's what, what is more important than, than basketball at times. And he does a great job of that. And, and then at that time, you had, you had uh, Coach Garvin who was there. Um, he was the, was, the, was the second assistant there. And then Coach Schott. And, and those guys are – unbelievable in their own right you know coach shot was was an offensive genius and he he did a lot of things offensively that that made us very successful that year um you know i think we ended up going 24 and 10 uh made it to the sweet 16 but we lost to uh, northern state in the sweet 16 who ended up um losing the championship game that year um at the division two level so it was it was an unbelievable experience to, to get to a, a point where um you get to the into the tournament and you get to um, just experience that type of energy, you know, because we we were an eight seed going into the tournament, you know, so uh, we played uh, number one seed, which was Northwest Missouri State. Um, we played them at third place, and we ended up beating them at home in the first round, which was uh, an experience that, that I'll always keep with me because of, um, you know, just the environment that they had. Um, but, you know, you have that experience, and after that I went to North Dakota State College of Science, um, and, it, and the experiences, although – um, very good, also very different. You know, a lot of people talk about the JUCO grind and there's JUCO kids and um, junior college is a, is a whole different level and a whole different um, a whole different type of, you know, game to it. You know, so we, we recruited a lot of guys out of the Minneapolis, Minnesota area. 
which I was familiar with because I knew a lot of people. Um, so we had a, we had a lot of talented players, um, but we uh, we we did a lot of really good things. You know, we went fifty one and twelve in two years. We lost to uh, we lost in the region championship game back to back years, which was tough. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it was good basketball, and it's tough because you know there's there's a lot of junior colleges programs out there, and, and some get a lot of love and some don't. Uh, but we we did a lot of really good things in, in the two years I was there for sure. Yeah, and in an underrated uh, JUCO region, I was, absolutely. Obviously, Indian Hills gets a lot of love and attention uh, because of all the great success they've had. But yeah, uh, a lot of good teams in that league and in that area. Yeah, um, which is crazy because we uh, we actually play. You know, we play, we have to play Indian Hills in the, in the district every year if if we were to if we get to the the district championship game because that's our that's our matchup. So that's a Cause it's it's tough to imagine having to play, knowing you're you're most likely going to play Indian Hills. You know the the previous the the two years before I got there, um, or two years before I got there, you know it you know NDSCS was able to uh, win five straight region championships. They played Indian Hills in the district game five straight times and beat them once, I think. You know, so that just kind of tells you how tough it is to to get past a quality team like Indian Hills and and then you know try to get to the the national tournament from there. Yeah, for sure. And now, a quick break to talk about our partners at Dr. Dish. As off-season approaches, it's the perfect time to upgrade your training equipment. At Rising Coaches, we highly recommend you to check out our friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. They are undoubtedly the best and most innovative training machines. Their newest model for schools, the Dr. Dish CT, is a complete game changer. It has a touchscreen that plays training videos, tracks stats by location, and incorporates on-demand workouts and drills from the top programs and trainers in the world. Check them out at drdishbasketball.com or on social media at drdishbball. Mention Rising Coaches before you purchase and receive an additional $300 off your next order. All right, Tyler, let's switch gears just a little bit back to like coaching itself and uh, moving up in the profession. You're grinding away at, at some small colleges and really good programs and gaining invaluable experience. How, how are you separating yourself within the profession? How are you standing out and meeting people? Um, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. I know you kind of have worked with some some great mentors and and done some outside the box type things. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I was I was able to learn at a at a pretty young age, eighteen or nineteen years old, from uh, from Scott Zavor, who's an unbelievable you know individual, unbelievable human. He he. He's been on the show, um, been with Rising Coaches for for a while, and he does a lot of really good stuff. You know, he's, he's just a different and uncommon type of guy. So being able to learn from Scott and, and kind of pick his brain over the last, you know, nine to ten years, it's really helped me and kind of, you know, formed me to, to who I am, you know. So it's that, that's that been huge. I got another mentor, Gannon Baker, who's been off, obviously awesome to me and, and uh, you know, teaching me a lot of really good things about, you know, life and basketball and coaching and, and how to get through – um, this type of profession, but the biggest thing I learned is, you know, you, you have to, you, you have to, like you said, you have to stand out and do stuff differently. Right. So, you know, when I was 19 years old, 20 years old, maybe I, uh, I changed, I changed my conversations. I changed who I talked to. I changed who I, who I hung out with and who I spent my time with. So to this day, and they're not bad people, but I don't talk to anyone from high school any of my friends, I don't talk to anyone from, uh, from my undergrad or college days. Um, and again, they're not bad people, but I want the stuff on the top shelf in life. And 
Uh, I want to be around people that have different standards for, for what they want, you know? So um, that means you're going to have to say no to some people in, in some different things. And I've had to cut a lot of people out of my life, which is, which can be good and bad, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, we only get really, really get one shot at it. And uh, yeah, as you know, in coaching, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely tough. And there's a lot of people that want to be in coaching, you know, so you have to, you have to do what you have to, you have to try to stand out and, and do things differently. And then um, I think the last thing is just being able to build real relationships. You know, there's, there's, there's a, a there's a ability for people to have relationships or, you know, there's, in coaching, everyone knows everyone, as you know. Like, everyone says, oh, I know that guy, or that's my guy, or that's my man. Like, that's cool. That's awesome. I know everyone says it, but, like, how do you actually have a really good relationship with them? Do you have a real relationship, real relationship to understand, you know, it's, it's you know, we can talk about family, or I can, you know, I can bring him something that, you know, that that's private that I, that I can talk to him about. You know, I think it's, I think it's more than just being able to say, that's my guy, or that's my man. Um, you know, so I think those are the things that I've really honed in on and then, um, saying no to, to other individuals in my life. And it's, it's been tough and I've gotten a lot of flack and a lot of uh, feedback from it, but it, at the end of the day, it, this is a profession that's, it's hard and it's hard to stay in it and it's hard to even harder to, uh, to get in it too. Yeah. Um, okay. A couple of things I want to dive into. First of all, yeah. shout out to Scott Savore. He is our guy. Yep. Yep. Uh, he did a lot of great stuff for us and, and provided so much great content with the Scots of War show, which okay. ran strong for, for several months. Um, uh, he made a lot of believers out of the rising coaches community. I can tell you that yeah. um, you mentioned you changed your conversations and that's something that he talks about. I've heard mm-hmm. him talk about go into that. Like how did your conversations change? Yeah. Um, I, w- I would say they were just, they were deeper you know, more thoughtful. I think, you know, at times everything is very surface level with the conversations that we have with individuals uh, or people, um, whether it's asking, you know, how they're doing or what's going on today or what are you doing tonight or what are you doing this weekend? Or, um, you know, I think it's, it just, it just goes deeper, you know, so I, you, you dive in and you learn about the individual, you learn about what they like, what they don't like, you know, what they want to get out of life, what motivates them to wake up every day and do what they do, especially, you know, whether it's coaching or whether it's business or life, you know, you have to be able to figure out uh, why people do what they do and then be able to use that to, to help them continue to grow and, and change in life, you know, and then you'll find individuals that that want to change and that, that have a pretty good ability to change their conversation with what they do, but they're not able to say no to say or say no or to, um, you know, not, I'm trying to think of the word I want to use. Um, they're not able to, to change their habits for what they do. You know, they, they may change the conversation, but they're still going to, you know, hang out with the people, hang out with the same people that aren't going to help them get to where they want to be, you know, whether it's, you know, they're drinking or partying or, or whatever it is, um, things that aren't going to help them, you know, be the best version of themselves. Um, and I, and that's huge, you know, so I think, um, the only way to change a conversation is first to, to obviously change the habits that you have and then change, um, the people you hang around because, you, you are, you're going to be a lot like the, the individuals you're with. And then, and then the last, last point of that, I think is you have to, you have to change the, what you do on a daily, day, on a daily basis, right? You can't just, you know, wake up and, and go through the day. You have to have, you have to have triggers in your day that, that will help you remind you of, of why you're doing this and, and how to continually stay different and changing your conversation. So 
you know, I'll wake up at today. I woke up at five thirty. I had a grad. I have a gratitude journal. I write in every day. Um, I do my daily devotions. Um, I call my mom and dad. I call my sisters. You know, I do that every morning, and then I'm able to, you know, get reset and be ready for my day. Whether it's, um, you know, doing some different things like habit stacking in the morning with when brushing my teeth or getting ready for the day. Um, you know, reaching out to people that I haven't talked to. So you do that on a day to day basis every single morning for a year or two years or six months, you'll eventually start to continue to um, see that growth and you'll be able to, um, you know, have the, the, the competition in a sense will, will start to, to widen from, from people within the coaching ranks, um, you know, no matter what, what the level is. Yeah, I love it. You've, you've soaked in a lot from, from Mr. Savore over the years. I, I love it. That's right. That's right. Um, what about Gannon Baker? I, I don't want to um, – yeah, I hope hopefully you're good on time. I don't want to just skip over Gannon because he's another oh, like, yeah. no, you're incredible perfect. person. Yeah. Uh very unique, one of the most like uh energetic and like inspiring dudes that I've come across in the in, in the game. Tell us yeah. a little bit about your relationship with him. Yeah, I met uh I met Gannon when I was nineteen or twenty, maybe twenty one, and I met him through Scott. So Scott introduced me to him and then I met Gannon and at first I, you know, I reached out to him and, you know, he was, he was kind of off and on a little bit. And, and then I continued to bother him. I would hit him up all the time, see if he needed anything. Um, you know, I was essentially, you know, like, like one of his sons, cause I was, I would text him all the time and I didn't care if he got sick of me. I didn't care what it was. Um, and then eventually, you know, I was able to, to go down to Florida with him and, and, and do some pre-draft workouts. Um, I did some things on the side beforehand to, to kind of show that, you know, I'm a, a capable and hard worker and I, he can trust me. And so I was able to go down to Florida and then uh, do some pre-draft workouts when, when he was doing those uh, in the summertime. So I did that and then uh, just kind of built my way um, into what he does and in, um, in the training, you know, training realm and the, the online coaching stuff, online mentorship stuff, I was able to kind of build into that just by continuing to, to stay on them and, and, and providing, you know, help, you know, so a lot of the times I did that, it was, it was just for free. You know, I paid, paid my own ticket to get down to Florida. Uh, he would let me stay at his house, which was awesome, you know, with MJ and the kids and be able to learn um, every single day, every single night from, from him and his wife. And uh, it was, was unbelievable, but I was able to, to continue to get to where I am in my relationship with him. I, I believe it's because um, I, I, I volunteered all my time and I continue to, to help that and continue to do that for a lot of, a lot of individuals. Cause if, if you're, if you're really good at what you do and I believe and want to, and want to help, I'm going to, I'm going to do that for you because I want to see you to succeed and continues to succeed. Uh, but again, he's, he's uh, like you said, he's, he's different. He's special. He, uh, you know, he wakes up when he wakes up in the morning, I feel like he drinks five, six pots of coffee each day um, just because he has so much energy and it never goes away. You know, whether it's in his training or his mentorship, it never goes away. And uh, that's been really good to see. But I think the biggest thing that I've gained from the relationship with him is it's had to have been, you know, just just the ability to keep it real and, and, and be very truthful and transparent with with the the life side of it or the coaching side of it or basketball or training or mentorship, uh, which has been phenomenal. And, uh, you know, here calling me out if, 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 if I'm doing something wrong or messing up and then giving me praise, if it's, it's something good. Um, so being able to learn from someone who's, you know, done this before and he's been in this before and he's has, you know, 20, 30, 
31 years of experience in, in basketball, I think it's invaluable, you know, and I think at times, you know, as young coaches, we, we tend to, we tend to try to write our own script, which can be good, but you also have to look at the individuals that did it before you and look at the success and the history that they've had, because usually history will repeat itself if you just pay attention and, and, and ask the right questions. And I think that's, that's what I've been able to do with a lot of really good people. Yeah. Awesome. Great stuff. Um, okay. Uh, now tell us a little bit about um, how you got the opportunity at Memphis, um, mm-hmm. you know, the relationships that led to that job and, and then we'll get into like what it's been like. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been, I was able to, to, to get this position obviously through, through coach Hardaway and coach Topper, but I, I wouldn't have gotten contact in contact with them if it wasn't for Gannon Baker, you know? So when I met Gannon, when I was you know, 18, 19, 20, and at that time, um, that's when Cody Topper and Gannon were working together with, with Elevate um, in that prep school that they had down in Florida. Um, and I would say probably two years you know, after the prep school thing ended with them, I was able to get in contact with Cody after, after Gannon. You know, we, me and Gannon have been working for a while, and then Gannon said Cody's the guy that I have to connect with. And, and then I met Cody. I never met him in person before, before August uh, 2020, which is crazy. Um, I just knew him via phone call or via text and uh, just continue to build a relationship with them over, you know, the last five, six, seven years until, until I got this spot um, in August. So I was, you know, just checking in, seeing how things are going and, and, and building that relationship to, to, uh, to know that if an opportunity were to come and I never mentioned, you know, if, if you have a, if you have a spot, you know, I'd love to come, you know, it just, it all just kind of played out where, where Gannon helped me, Gannon kind of took care of me a little bit. And then, you know, having that previous relationship with Cody and then being able to meet Penny and, and talk with him and kind of give him my, my backstory, uh, which was, which was good to, 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 uh, to help me get this, this position. So it was, uh, it was a lot of luck, but it was, it was, uh, you know, the right people kind of helping me out to, to get here. Yeah. Well, what I love about your, your story is that you sought out opportunities in addition to what you were doing full time yeah. with your team, you were seeking out opportunities to get to that next level. Hey, let me let me uh, mentor underneath Scott Savore. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's an intro to Gannon Baker. Let me bug him until he brings me into what he does, and and then you kind of made yourself an invaluable part of what he did of Gannon's operation, where he's mm-hmm. you know trusts you and relies on you and. And that leads to a relationship with Cody Topper and and you do the same thing with Cody and bam, next thing you know, well, it's not next thing, you know, it's over the course, like you said, of five, six, seven years, yeah. uh, but it pays off with a GA spot at Memphis yeah. uh, where you get to wear cool hoodies like that and, and rock the Nike devil bag. And exactly. Exactly. Uh, Playing big, beautiful arenas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, coaching, you know, when you're coaching, especially like trying to, you know, at the beginning, but anytime, yeah, uh, it's such a demanding job. It's hard to find time for the extra stuff, yeah. but that's kind of to your point earlier, like your habits and, and you said you want to, what, what did you, you had a good way of saying it. You want the things on the top shelf in life. Yeah. Or, yeah. If you want the things on the top shelf in life, yep. Yeah. That's what it takes. It takes getting up at five 30 and, and budgeting your time to where you, you can spend a couple hours a day working with a Gannon Baker or, you yeah. know, working on yourself or your relationships or whatever. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, good for you. I'm just, 
it's awesome to see how intentional you've been with your work and, and to see how the results have followed. Um, yeah. That's supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's been, it's, it's been tough, but at the, at the, at the same time, like you can't, you can't, uh, you can't, you can't just, you know, have, have the microwave mentality. You hear it all the time. Like you just, you have to, you have to continue to work and continue to work and you know, it's going to pay off one day. Um, and if it, if it doesn't pay off, then, then you'll know that too. Like there's no guarantees in life ever. Um, so, you know, once, once you can get to a point where you, you, whether you had enough, you want to keep going, you'll know that. Um, but at the end of the day, like if you don't try to put everything you have in it, you're going to look back and, you know, wish, wish you maybe you would have. So that's, that's something for me. Like if I have to cut people out of my life, I'll play, I'll play a little cell phone roulette and I'll go through and I'll say, you know what? I haven't talked to you in six months. Delete the contact, you know, which is again, no hard feelings, but like, this is, this is the profession if you if you want to be in that you have to that you have to really be in because you can't you can't be in it any other way. Um, okay, how was it? Obviously, you've been at all the small college levels, mm-hmm. been grinding in in gyms that seat fifteen hundred, two thousand people with wooden yeah. bleachers or whatever. And now you're now you're at Memphis. You know, one of the biggest you know programs and. I guess the fan base is, is a moot point this year with COVID yeah. but you're in FedEx forum and, and or whatever they call it. Uh, yep. and, uh, you know, is it, so I guess my question is, did you come to that level? Uh, cause I had a similar background to you a little bit. Like I was at small college levels for a long time, came into my GA position a little bit older than most, uh, at the, at Clemson. And, okay. So my question is, did you get there and it was like, wow, this is like next level stuff. Uh, I really feel like I'm being pushed and challenged every day. And this is like, you know, uh, this is the highest level of basketball in college. Uh, yeah. Or did you come in there and you're like, man, I, all this stuff I've done before. I've just done it at different schools, but nothing, there's nothing new about this. It may be more talented dudes and a bigger staff, but uh, what was like, what was the reality for you after, you know, getting your feet wet? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I, I do think it's a little bit of a mix of both, you know, more of, you know, wow, this is, this is how a, a big time division one program is ran, you know, what they do, which I think is, is unbelievable to see because you can't replicate that, you know, really anywhere at any other level. Um, so being able to be around that, um, which I think is, which is good. And where, where it's kind of the, you know, the, the same in a sense at different levels is, is simply just the game of basketball, you know, just, you know, how simple the game is and, and, you know, the, the concepts of what you want to do. It's a little bit more sophisticated here, especially on the offensive end, um, you know, with, with, you know, what, what coach Topper likes to do, what coach Hardaway and coach JJ and Madlock, what they like to do. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's, um, it's, it's a little bit of both and, you try to you try to uh, continue to learn throughout any situation. You know, I think if it's if I come into ever, if I ever come into a situation where it's you know you know wow we've done this before and you don't really take the time to learn or to sit down where you can learn and get better, then I think you're just kind of wasting your time. So I try to look at it from you know we may have done this before, but why are they doing it better to where maybe I can improve at the next spot or what did I do back then that that didn't work that they're doing. Um, that that's more effective and, and more efficient for players or the program um, on the court or off the court. So I think it's, you always try to, you always, you look at that from that point of view, but you have to, you know, you have to continue to learn within that. And if you stop from the, if you stop learning, even if you've done something before at a different school, 
then then uh, you'll you'll be you know non-existent as Scott Savoy says you got like dinosaurs. So um, you got to con- continue to learn for sure. Yeah, good stuff. Um, Coach Topper uh, he talks offense faster. Like his mind goes oh. faster than anybody I've been around. Have you been able to like catch up? Do you can you follow? Because sometimes I'll hear him in a clinic or something, and yeah. it's great. I learn so much. But at the end of it, I got twenty pages of notes, and I'm like, wait, what? What was this yeah. thing? Are you have you caught up to his speed, or are you still? Is it still the I'm, same? I'm still I'm still trying to catch him. He is uh he is an absolute genius. Like I don't I haven't I haven't met a single individual, um, in coaching, um that that, that just has the that just has his his knowledge. Like I he, we we were sitting down the other day and kind of going through the playbook and kind of different actions after timeout stuff and and what we what we were looking at and. Um, I told him, I go, I swear, I swear he has every single play ever created in the world, like on his phone, like in Dropbox and in his, in his playbook app on Lucio. Like, I swear he has every single play ever created. And it's just, it's astonishing. Like he can, he can, you know, think of any play, pull it up, talk through it. Or in his, his memory is like, uh, like he just, he remembers everything. So it's been, it's been unbelievable to see, you know, how an, an individual like Cody, you know, how, how he works, you know, being him, you know, when he's coaching the G league and the NBA and, um, you know, as his time here in Memphis, like just being able to kind of see how a, a professional like him and then obviously all the others too, is it's just, it's, it's tremendous. Um, talk Penny for a minute before we let you go. What's yeah. what, like his gift as a coach, what does he do best? Oh man. He is, a. He's, he, honestly, he's kind of like a unicorn. Like he's he's uh, he, he's gifted in, in in all aspects. Like he he's a rare breed. You don't see him a lot. You don't see these type of individuals. Like he uh, his his ability to I'm not gonna say slow down the game because it, you you it's it's hard to understand if someone can slow it down just by looking at him. But he he can see things uh, on the offensive side, defensive side of the coach that that are that are unbelievable. You know, it, being able to break it down to the team or. Um, to the coaching staff or, or to, to GAs or whatever it is, like he's he's able to break his stuff down um, and find things that you know you know you that other people may miss. So he's really good at that. And then um, the the skill development stuff that we do within the program, he he's an absolute genius at it with his experience in the NBA, his, his talented playing career, and then obviously his his very successful coaching career to up to this point. And he uh, He's really good with with you know skill development with players one on one, you know trying to get them better, which which we do a lot of uh, at night and stuff. So he's he's phenomenal in in a lot of different ways. But I would say skill development and just being able to see the the small details on both sides of the ball. Do your guys like really grasp like how good he was? Do, do how often do like Penny Hardaway highlights get busted out? Yeah, they they don't really get busted all that much. But I don't I don't think there's a there's a true appreciation. You know, I think like. I just, and, and maybe for some of them, maybe they, they watched highlights just because they, they, they decided to come here and want to play for them. So they, they maybe could see, but I don't know if there's that true understanding or, or knowledge of like, man, this guy was, this guy was, just, he was different. He was, he was on the, you know, the, the MJ level and on, on all the greats that, that, that played, you know, before my time and, and, and stuff like that. Does he, uh, do you guys ever play like staff pickup games? Does he still get up and down a little bit or, or no? Yeah, no, we don't. We don't play any pickup games. He does. He likes to do a free throw game that he does every day. So he just shoots free throws, and, and there's you know he has to you have to swish it, hit the back rim, backboard, and the front rim. So he loves to play that. And 
you know, he'll, he'll get some shots up during practice or like during skill workouts and stuff, you know, when, when guys are getting water, but he's never, uh, at least from what I've seen, he's, he's not running up and down the floor, uh, as of, as of right now. Yeah. He's had enough injuries in his career. He's probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, awesome, man. Tyler, I appreciate you jumping on and, uh, and sharing your journey with us a little bit. Um, what, what, before, you know, leave us with this, what's your best advice or lesson that you've learned throughout your career that you could share with another coach? Yeah. Um, you know, I would say, I think, I think there's two things, you know, don't ever, don't ever have a, uh, don't ever have a plan for how you think things are going to go because it's always going to go the opposite way. Like you, you may want to get to a certain level or do a certain, or be with a certain program. Um, but it's, it's, there's always going to be, you know, different adversities in the road to, to get you to that point. So always stay, stay on the, stay true to that and, and always continue to, to push forward. And then I think the other thing is, um, you know, you're the biggest thing is you're, you're not alone in it. You're not alone in it. Like be able to reach out to other people, have real relationships, um, there's a lot of people that, that want to get into coaching, stay into coaching. And um, the biggest thing is, you know, no one ever made it by themselves. So if you, if you, if you need help, you have to ask for it and, 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 you know, get in front of people, the right people to help you. So um, there's a lot of different advice, a lot of different, different, you know, avenues and, and things, but um, those are probably the biggest thing is biggest things to, to, to try to do. Awesome. Well, Tyler, again, thanks for your time, man. It was great catching up um, and good luck tonight against the golden Knights. That's right. That's right. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate it, man. All right. Take care. All right. What's up, podcast fans? I want to share some information about one of our partners, Lucio Sports. The team at Lucio has built an integrated platform of coaching productivity and player development apps that are being used by some of the best basketball programs around the globe, helping everyone from NBA champions to youth development academies. Their innovative and competitive memorization games make it so much easier for new players and staff members to remotely get caught up to speed. With animated playbooks, drill libraries, player development planning and monitoring, engaging game plans and scouting reports, predictive play drawing, their content services team, and more, Lucio Sports has got you covered. From players to coaches to support staff and executives, use Lucio Sports to securely keep everyone in your organization on the same page with simple on-demand access to your team's entire knowledge base. For more information, check out luciosports.com. That's L-U-C-E-O sports.com.